great day, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the Strategic Possibilities Show, where we discuss success and growth to help you launch potential in your personal and professional life. My name is Emmett Ferguson, and I am your host. And today, everybody, I've got a special guest with me who's going to be talking about travel and being a, a living in an exciting lifestyle, both as a performer, voiceover actress, and also uh, working in real estate as well. And I had the opportunity to meet, her name is uh, Maritza Exarcos, and I had the opportunity to meet her at UCB. If you don't know what that is, that's Upright Citizens Brigade. It's one of the leading improv comedy uh, training organizations in the entire world. And uh, with that, uh, I, I found uh, Maritza Exarcos uh, to do some exciting things because I personally have just recently started getting more involved into travel and learning more about it. And, you know, I've followed her on Instagram for a little bit and she's got like some amazing adventures, it seems. So I wanted to bring her on to share not just her story in terms of like travel, but also, you know, how to balance a career while also finding that time to set aside. So Maritza, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm so good. It's good to be talking with you. Yeah, phenomenal. And uh, it's been a while, you know, I think it's been a little while since we went to UCB together and I'm so glad to have you on. And also, okay, so to get started, I, I know you currently uh, live, live in Europe and, uh, you know, you, you came out here to Los Angeles for a little bit. Can you share a little bit about like what inspires you to, you know, have these big changes in like lifestyle to go from like one country and feel comfortable living in another and another and things like that? Because I know it's a lot of people who might want to travel, you know, they might have the desire, but the overall, like, the, maybe fear holds them back or something else. Mm, yes, yes, I do. I think I just, I think it's just in my blood. I don't know what to say. I grew up, um, both my parents are from Europe. So I grew up just on planes, traveling back and forth to Europe, grew up in Northern California. And so I just was always kind of every summer we would go to Europe and then through my, I don't know. And then through my teens and twenties, I would backpack all through Europe. I would just take whatever money I had. I would buy, sometimes I would just buy a one-way ticket. I would hitchhike. I would go to hostels. And then it just, I don't know. I just have the travel bug in me. I also always knew that I would live in Greece at some point. I live in Athens, Greece. So I always knew at some point I would live here. And then just once you're here in Europe, there are so many places that it's so easy. I mean, it's like traveling from California to Oregon to go <laughs> okay. from one country to the next, you know, so I can go to Italy. I can, you know, go to Croatia and France. And there's so many close destinations once you're here in Europe. So Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So in the Europe side of things, you've had the opportunity simply because I guess like the European Union, is that how that works? Yeah. Or? yeah. Okay. And, okay. Great. But uh, is, is Greece part of that? I thought they were like, yes. okay. Okay, cool. You're hanging right. on by a thread. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Interesting. All right. So you had the opportunity to grow up as a traveler and okay. So, so many interesting things just now because talking about like, hitchhiking in different countries and hostels like that's so adventurous in my opinion because you know i can't imagine hitchhiking in like you know different countries even <laughs> even in the u.s i don't know i mean you know well this so, was uh, this was some time ago <laughs> okay i see okay all right so it's not something you would like recommend on a regular basis nowadays huh 
Yeah, I don't really know if I'd do that now. I mean, look, when you're at a youth hostel or you're at a sort of traveler's space, a lot of people are in that same boat. They're, they're traveling around. So sometimes, you know, there's like message boards and you can meet up with people and someone else is going to, I don't know, Belgium and you hop on a bus with them. You you get to meet people when you're traveling and people host you. And yeah, so that's when, when you're open, then you meet people and then you sort of go with the flow. I don't know. I've always been like that. So yeah, that's fantastic. All right. (laughs) And okay. So, and you've raised some interesting things about hostels because I've never personally never stayed in one before. And okay. So there's, there's so many things because traveling, traveling is so interesting to me, but I've only traveled into like a handful of places. So, um, and mostly through the U S but what about, okay, so here's a question. This is like, okay. So traveling to countries where you don't know the language, like what advice do you have for that? Cause like I went to, I went to the UK and that was interesting because you know, I could, I could read everything. And in Hong Kong, they got like English everywhere. But what about like, if you were traveling to a country, you didn't know the language. Right. Well, you know, most countries do speak English. Okay, speaking about Europe, that's my experience is just traveling in Europe. Most tourist def- destinations are have English speakers, like in the hotels and restaurants and museums. And But you get, you know, if you really want to get into the culture, you get a phrase book, you get you know, you figure out how to communicate with people as a matter of respect for the country that you're visiting. So you learn some phrases and then you, you try to speak some things, but most, most places they speak English or even now with technology, I mean, you can, you got translate, you know, like translation apps and right on. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Hey, those translation apps are getting much better. Like I remember trying out like yeah. tra- Google Translate like 10 years ago and yeah. it was it was really slow, but now it's getting faster and better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, that's interesting. So so the idea is to respect the culture where you're going and, you know, do your best to learn the language, but, you know, expect to to realize that they also, you know, probably deal with tourists and they're they're yeah. there to support you if you can't if you need, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, nice. And okay, so th- that's the travel side of things. And I think, uh, you know, in, in a lot of getting out there, p- a piece of that is finding the time to do it, especially with a busy life and you mm. know, ma- managing a career and everything. And you've managed to do quite a few things from like voice acting to teaching to real estate. So, mm. you know, how would you, how do you like decide, you know, when's the right time or like, you know, what the best way to travel is is it just from years of experience or you you just like oh i've got i haven't taken vacation time so let me just see what i can do like what what are your tips on creating that travel lifestyle for yourself while maintaining like a a career and everything yeah well i am lucky enough to work for myself so i don't i don't have to report to anyone i can go whenever i want and that was that's when when I moved to Greece, that was kind of when everything changed in that way, that I would have the freedom to travel whenever I want. So basically, it's just whenever there's money in the account and whenever I feel or someone invites me somewhere. Yeah, I mean, even when I was, work, I was back in the States, I was living in the States and I had like nine to five jobs. Whenever I had vacation time, I would 
I would just go, I would go somewhere. I would do a road trip or yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I love travel I, in this throughout the States, wherever. <laughs> yeah. And I think yeah. that's awesome because like, because of the fact that you, you grew up with it, I guess it feels so natural to you yet. I yeah. guess, you know, there's a lot of people I, I, I was in Arkansas or no, uh, mm-hmm. this was in Arkansas. I was in Virginia and I went to like a Walmart there, a random little town. And this woman said she, she, she had never been on a plane before. And wow. I, I just, it just completely blew my mind, you know, that, well, yeah, you know, someone in this town and that makes me yeah. think of it just like how you grow up. Right. Of course. I mean, I mean, talk, you know, I'm privileged and I know that I'm privileged. I experience privilege. I am so much more aware of my privilege. Not everyone has any kind, I mean, similar experiences. There are a lot of people on the planet that have never been on a plane, you know? There's a lot of people. (laughs) And especially, I mean, Greece is where I live. It's a poor country. It is... You know, they, they, their economy is based on tourism. So, for example, now with COVID-19, their whole economy is based on summer, on tourism. And usually they get 3 million visitors every summer. Mm-hmm. Right now, there's only been a few hundred thousand visitors in oh. the last couple of months. And this is the high season. This is what people live on. So it's... I don't know why I started talking about that, but like that Greece is a poor country and you know, there's a lot of people that have never, a lot of Greeks that have never even left Greece. They just go to their village whenever it's the time for the holidays, they leave Athens, they go to their village for Easter or they go to their little, uh, their island where their family is from and that's it. So I'm very privileged and I know that, I know that I am. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I try not to take that for granted. Absolutely. I mean, gratitude is so important for, you know, everything that we have. And okay, so that's interesting to me, because whenever I think of Greece, you know, I think of this huge, like historical, like Mecca with ancient Greeks. And, you know, I see photos of Santorini and, and you mentioned Mykonos, right? And and I've heard of it, but I I wouldn't be able to like picture it exactly, because I I know the blue roofs of Santorini, but just picture whitewashed houses square little whitewashed houses everywhere and the blue sea that's i'm sure you've seen pictures of mykonos okay uh, it's very similar to santorini but santorini has the dome churches and the uh, stunning sunset and but they're very similar yeah very yeah, tourist. yeah and it just sounds amazing to, to live there but as, so okay so there's two parts there that you were talking about one of them was the idea that there's the huge tourist element and then there's also like being a a citizen there that pretty much relies on tourism for your for their job right Mm. yes okay okay and you know or do you permanently live there yeah i've been here for about 10 years nine ten years um i do go back and forth to the states and i went back in 2016 thinking that I was going to relocate back to the States, but life has a way of changing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I, yeah, but I'm permanently sort of here now. Nothing in life is permanent, but yes, I'm here now (laughs) still. Yeah, that's fantastic. And, you know, that's so cool that you were able to, you know, create this lifestyle for yourself. You know, I think a lot of uh, social media and so many people, um, entrepreneurs are talking about, you know, finding, finding that financial freedom, finding that, 
you know, to that way to be able to create, design your lifestyle for yourself. Tony Robbins is big on that. You know, he's not about yeah. creating like tasks and daily plans, you know, yes. not getting too overboard with that, but designing your lifestyle. Yes. So, yes. Yes. So in that area, I mean, just thinking about, okay, so you had the opportunity to travel as you were, you were growing up and how yeah. would you say, you know, for anybody who's looking to, you know, learn how to design a lifestyle better, like, you know, maybe someone who feels stuck in their job, you know, they're doing fine, but yep. you know, they just feel stuck doing something or they want to just experience more. How would you yep. advise them on like de designing a lifestyle for themselves? You know, something where that gives them an opportunity to like do more, have more like freedom. Yeah. The only thing I can say is my own experience. Um, everyone's going to have a different opinion, but my experience is that I was in one of those jobs. I was working as a bank teller and I was working, doing real estate loan restructuring. And I was sitting in this bank in Northern California. And I just came back from lunch one day and I was reading some article about some female entrepreneur in, in the uh, clothing business. And I just, all of a sudden this feeling came over me of like, I don't want to swear, but what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> oh, why, wow. why am I still here sitting here it was almost it was something bigger than me and i really have to say i was called to greece so what the advice that i would say is follow your intuition follow your gut follow your desire follow your joy and it was a risk for me because i was in a relationship engaged to be married and there were plans you know there were plans in place and something just happened where it was something bigger than me said you have to go to greece now granted i had been talking about greece for a while i had done some vision boards about it blah 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 and to be fair i had inherited some property here but i was sort of like well you know, the lawyers will handle it or I don't know, it, it, it'll be handled and I should just stay where I am. But I decided to just leave and come here and figure it out, you know, and in a foreign language, figure out what the hell this thing was that was here for me. So, but even, I mean, I have so many friends that have moved to Greece that they didn't inherit anything. They just got on a boat one day or they got on a plane and they're like, damn it, I just, I'm going to Greece. A friend of mine worked on the cruise ship. She just, and then she ended up here 20 years uh, and had a really great life here. And then she went back to the States as her parents yeah. were aging. But my point is follow your, you know, if you're not happy in something, I'm even going through that here. Like whenever you're, I'm not happy with something, I have to change it because life is short. You know, life is mm -hmm. way too short. And yeah, to do something that is not feeling good. It's so simple. But yeah, it takes risk too, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I really like the description of uh, how you were sitting in the bank room. Like I could just imagine just like sitting there and then you're just doing this thing and suddenly, you know, I just yeah. picture like this huge wave of awareness just washes over you. Yes. Like, did you, so did you walk out that day or were you just like, well, I'm going to wrap this up and talk to my boss? Yeah. No, I came back from lunch and I sat down in my, my seat and I turned to the teller to the right of me and I said, I think I'm going to Greece. And she looked at me because I'd been talking about it also for a while. Like, oh yeah, I am, you know, I go to Greece in the summer sometimes. And she looked <laughs> at me and she was like, oh my God, 
you should. <laughs> and then literally I went home that night. I told my fiance and he was like, well, I've been telling you to do that forever. And it was sort of like, what, what, what have I been waiting for? And so the next day I went into work and I gave my two weeks notice to my boss and that was it. And, and then the rest is like, and then I found out that my fiance was having an affair. So it was sort of like, it all sort of, it's like things fell apart, but then everything came together for me. Like once that clarity that I, something was calling me to do something. And I, here's the other thing. So first of all, once that, that clarity came over me and I decided I made a decision to act on it, I am telling you every fucking thing fell into place. Everything lined up for me. I was looking for, I had to sell my car. I was, I, there was a couple different like practical things happening. I had to sell my car and I sold it to the highest buyer at the time. There were some things that happened there. And then the airline, the ticket that I bought, I don't know. Things just started to line up in a magical kind of way. And then when I got to Greece, I realized I didn't come here for that property. I came here for so much more. I actually, wow. my current, I'm, I'm married a Greek, I divorced a Greek, and I'm now married to my partner now. And I realized that I came here to meet him, if that makes sense. Like, mm -hmm. you're called to do something sometimes, and you don't know why, and you just have to follow it, follow it, and it leads you in places you just didn't know were possible. <laughs> yeah. And, and I know like from, from a, if I was listening to this, like from a super like left brain, like logic side, I, I'd be like, I'd be asking questions, but you know, I've been re reading up on this a lot and, you know, just like trying to take things more, you know, trying to be open more to other opportunities and like what's possible. And, you know, considering that, you know, occasionally luck happens, you know, either, whether it's luck or, you know, something else that happens to fall into your lap and to be open to it. And, you know, it, it, sometimes you wish you could just explain it and say, like, why well, did this? That's why it's here. But at some level, you know, there's deeper, maybe there's deeper meanings and things and, you know, all that. So I think that's really powerful. And, you know, I do have, I definitely have, uh, have spoken with people who are, you know, super left brain and all that. And, you know, we've got yeah. uh, listeners who are also law of attraction and all those things. So it's amazing yeah. that to, to hear this story because, you know, I think any, any, anybody who you know, has experienced these types of things that have certain situations, just like the sudden realization of something, it's powerful to have your story because, yeah. you know, it's what's possible. It's possible. Yeah. So, so awesome. Well, well, thanks for sharing that story. You know, I think there's like a, definitely a book in there. Uh, do you have, is that, is that like, wow. Is that part yeah. of your book idea or anything or anything like that? Yeah, that's funny. Uh, I started writing a little bit. I don't, I'm not sure if it's a book. I don't know what it is, but I was, again, I was sort of called about a year and a half ago to start writing my experience meeting my current partner and how we met and what his story is and my story is. And yeah, it's, we come from two totally different worlds and religions and cultures and languages and and so that's part of yeah i think i'm kind of writing mm -hmm. a little bit 
<laughs> cool. Yeah. Hey, that's fine. You know, doing little by little. I mean, yeah. that's, I mean, that's personally how I, I got started. You know, I was writing little random like paragraph poems and then, you know, I, I enjoyed it. So I did more. Wow. Of that. Yeah. But yeah, but, to talk to you more about that also. <laughs> oh yeah. We could definitely set, set time to, to chat about that. And, and okay. So that's amazing that you were able to come to this realization recently too to find your 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 partner and yeah that's such a wonderful story so was that so you came to Greece but was like that pretty epiphany but like serendipitous the, that meeting absolutely yeah oh yeah and what was what was that like for any of the people who like love oh. romance stories and stuff yeah uh how do I say it um well, I meditate regularly, and mm-hmm. at that time, a few months, uh, several months before, I had decided to leave my husband at the time, and I was meditating every single day, and living by the principles of the law of attraction, like really, I mean, it's sort of strange to say, but I had to Google what I was experiencing because I didn't understand what I was experiencing. And it was like Kundalini energy was sort of, I was feeling energy pulsing through me that was a result of me meditating. Anyway, so I had, I came back from the sea one day. It was a beautiful summer afternoon. I came back from the sea and, and I was sort of, I was on the train. I was riding the train back into Athens and there's a station, a train station, an interrail train station in Athens where a lot of the refugees come in from the refugee camps or from the islands. And gosh, and I would usually, I'm tall, I'm blonde. The Greeks people and the men who live here, they're very extroverted. So they stare a lot. It's not considered (laughs) rude. It's really a thing like they stare so um usually i would sort of sort of try to like cover myself or look away or not look and when i came off the train that day i was sort of was like seeing through people i can't explain it but i was sort of i was looking in their eyes i was seeing them and i was and and they were all refugees and i and i had this desire to there were these two refugee boys in front of me and one of them had backpacks and I felt this again this pull this calling to want to talk to them and interview them I don't know why but as you kind of know I was doing a project a couple years ago uh, on the road where I was traveling across the United States asking people what makes America great and I would Mm -hmm. interview strangers on the road whoever I was sort of inspired or called to speak to uh, randomly. And so I was getting this same kind of feeling as a result of the uh, my meditation practice. So it kept coming up that like dark skin, brown skin people. And then uh, I had was randomly talking to a man in India who said, you should go to the poorest parts of Athens and you should talk to the the refugees and interviewers, talk to them. And I don't know. So this was sort of coming up. And then So one night, a girlfriend of mine, were talking about, let's do a project, okay? Let's go out onto the streets of Athens and let's interview people. And whoever comes in front of us, whoever the universe brings in front of us, we'll interview them if it feels sort of serendipitous. So basically, the first person that was sort of shiny and sort of glowy, let's say, that came across our path is my partner. And um, he's from Pakistan. He 
is an asylum seeker. He came here uh, as a refugee. And we just started talking to him and his story just blew my mind. And just his resilience, his strength, how he got here, how he's managed to work and find his way and volunteer and help others. And so anyway, it just, that's how it happened. I thought he was someone I was interviewing for a project and I was so damn inspired by him as a human being that we fell in love. (laughs) That's Uh, absolutely amazing. Uh, You know, I think that's very powerful and it's interesting because um, you know, I was listening to the story between, I think is Jack Welch and Susie Welch. I don't know if you know them, Jack Welch, no. former GEO or CEO of GE. And you know, that's okay. like Susie Welch and not, not to take away from your story, but like, it's similar in the sense that like she had fallen in love with Jack Welch during an interview and, you know, they stuck around and, you know, made Jack Welch live in peace. But that's what your story wow. reminds me of. Yeah. <laughs> but like in, in terms of your story, I mean, I, I think it's so great that, you know, you, all of this, all of these great things have happened. It, it sounds like, you know, simply from, from, well, it sounds simple, but from the idea that you're trusting your instincts, trusting your judgment, trusting your, your, you know, overall, you know, intuition and things. And when it comes to meditation, okay. So, you know, here's some advice or, or here's like a, here's some insight that I think would be good to hear from you is the idea of, you know, meditation and, and, and it sounds like, you know, you've had some experience in researching it and all that. Mm-hmm. So for anybody who's listening, if they were to say, you know, th- there's like meditation for just meditating and cleaning your mind. And then there's like, you know, maybe meditation for trying to like find what it is that you're looking for, you know, mm-hmm. maybe what, what advice would you have to apply the type of meditation that you did that, or, or like the, the perspectives that you applied to your life to help you, you know, uncover, you know, these ideas and these, these thoughts and to, to make these types of connections. Mm, mm. Do you have experience I, in that? Like, are, do you, do you teach people? Yeah. That? It just sounded like you did a lot of research into it with the. Kundus. Well, I wouldn't say research. I just started doing it. I just, okay. yeah. Again, I followed intuition. I just, so I was in a program of a spiritual program and I was in a program of a recovery, a 12 step program. And it came to the part of like seeking a conscious contact with a power greater than myself through meditation. And I'm, I don't, I'm not part of 12 step groups anymore, but as that started, I started to just find out ways to meditate. And I had meditated years before. I mean, like, 10, 15 years ago, a little bit. I always was sort of curious, but now it came to the point where it's like, okay, let's have a daily practice. So I just found some different podcasts. I checked out, you know, I just typed in meditation and then some friends uh, around me, a friend said, this is a podcast that I listened to. So um, I checked out that. I loved the sound of the woman's voice. There were a lot of different selections like morning meditation. And (laughs) I like how you change your voice that way. Yeah, well, I'm a voiceover actress, so yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> um, or like effortlessness or gratitude meditation. And they were ranging from, you know, five or eight minutes to 25 minutes. And in the beginning, when I started, I thought 25 minutes, there's no way. And I, I had a sort of guide at the time that I would talk to, and she would say, I would call her and check in, and I'd say, God, I can't even sit down for five minutes. And she, I, I didn't do it today. And she says, it's okay. 
try again tomorrow. And it took me six months to get like three days consecutively of meditating where, you know, I would try, I would do it one day and then I couldn't do it the next day. And then the next day, and then, uh, you know, days would go by and then I'd try it again. I'd get five minutes. And then, so it was just, it's like going to the gym. It's like, you mm -hmm. just go. And so sitting down and closing my eyes and I'm someone who I haven't really meditating with like a timer with nothing has not really been my way. Although when I really was tapping into some within myself, then I was able to even meditate floating in the sea, but I'm not really there right now. I've sort of, my practice is a little off. I haven't. Sure. Often, but yeah, I just found podcasts and then, you know, and then I just, then as soon as I close my eyes, I can almost drop in to this space where it would happen faster and faster. Again, it's like going to the gym. You use the machine and the first few times you use it or the first few weeks, it, it, you're, it's painful or it's hard, but then it's like the muscle remembers and or we're like riding a bike, it remembers. And so I was at a point where I could close my eyes and I could drop there and I could feel that, I don't know what it's called, kundalini energy or whatever. I could mm -hmm. feel that pulsing through me and I was feeling it on a daily basis, even with my eyes open. So yeah, yeah that was my experience. <laughs> wow. That's pretty phenomenal. And okay. So you had like a coach that helped guide you through it or they were an expert in the, in, in it, or was it just, no, was she that? was a sponsor in okay. the 12 step program. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. And then I just found my own practice and yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's know, all about coming to yourself anyway. Yeah. Well, um, congratulations. I imagine that you, uh, you know, finished the 12 step thing for as, you know, as long as you felt you needed. So congratulations on that. Uh, and, um, thanks. <laughs> thanks, thanks for sharing. But also another thing is I think that, uh, for anybody listening, um, you know, I had the opportunity to meet Maritza in person during UCB training. So to, to realize that, you know, Maritza is super high energy, like, you know, at least based on my experience with you in UCB. So like to, to picture that and to picture someone who's like super high energy and like, you know, very outgoing and, you know, picture someone like that meditating, you know, sitting down and like, you know, being quiet. I think that, it, that it's a hugely different picture. You know what I mean? But it's not. That's no? the funny thing. Okay. No, it's so not. It's all the same thing. It's all just energy. Like I was born like that, full of energy, like comedy, dancing, mm -hmm. just cracking jokes, being wild. But there's a centering. It's all energy. Like when I center myself and I close my eyes, usually I meditate in the morning or before bed or both. It's just getting clear and sort of opening for answers to be guided. When I meditate, I see things or I hear things. Like I will see things, flashes of maybe what I could be doing, or I will get glimpses or signs or I can't explain it. <laughs> but they go yeah. it they go together. I don't know. Right. Like I mean yeah. yeah. Your your experience is totally your experience. I mean I've heard of people doing, you know, all types of different meditations and you know there's a lot of different breathing exercises that you know change change like literally like how your brain's functioning because of all the oxygen that's going to it so you know yeah. I can totally imagine that 
whatever you were practicing, you know, helped you have some sort of experience. This stuff is yeah. powerful for sure. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. All right. Very cool. All right. And okay. So right now you ha are, are living in Greece and obviously times have been slow. You were telling me about this earlier, but uh, times have been slow for Greece because of course they don't have the, the tourists, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Well, I guess not wonderful, but like, you know, no, <laughs> things, are, things are, things are different right now. So, yeah, they okay. Are. I mean, the, the, the good thing is that our COVID nine numbers are really low because the Greeks, mm -hmm. The Greek government acted very quickly because we're so close to Italy, which their numbers were very high yeah. in the beginning. So we, they, the Greek government locked it down really quick here. Also because this country cannot afford another financial crisis. We just came out of a financial crisis that lasted five, six, seven years. And we've just been the last two years, things were really picking up. The economy was picking up, real estate investors, people coming in to invest. And then, so we could not afford another, although we are being hit a little bit. But the, the cool thing right now is that Greeks are sort of having Greece to themselves for the first summer in who knows when. I mean, 50 years, 60 years, 70 years. <laughs> it's like... You'll never see Mykonos as, or Santorini as empty as it is this summer. And Greeks can actually afford to go there, whereas most years prior, it's all the foreign tourists. It's super expensive. And uh, now all the Greeks get to go there this summer. Wow. That, that so sounds amazing. cool in that way. Yeah. It's like Greece yeah. has, the Greeks have Greece back to themselves for summer. That's so interesting because like I've had the opportunity, like I, I visited Yosemite and you know, you go through some of the beaches here and you walk and I've seen like photos of like Manhattan and it's like, this is, like there's nobody there. And it's, yeah. it's just, oh, I can't imagine being like having that entire place to yourself. Well, not to yourself, but like with a few other people that are probably there, you know? Yeah. That's so yeah. great that you shared that. <laughs> cool. And that is, I mean, that's looking at the positive of, you know, everything that's happening and yeah. It's good to hear that everybody there seems to be doing doing pretty okay compared to the neighbor, you know, neighbors. All right. Okay. Wonderful. All right. And Maritza, thank you so much for being on this episode. And for anybody who wants to reach out, you know, they, they had a sample of your, of your, your voiceover and that was very pleasant <laughs> in terms of that delivery. I, that was, that was fantastic. And, you know, if they wanted to reach out to you for, uh, for those purposes or you know, if they wanted to for a commercial or you know talk about real estate or anything uh, related to like law of attraction meditation and those types of things and travel what would be the best way to you know find out more well my instagram account is maritza ex so they can find me there that's m-a-r-i-t-z-a-e-x and facebook maritza exarchos and i have a youtube channel that I probably could be uploading some more things on. I've got some, it's Maritza Exarchos again, YouTube channel. Fantastic. And all of that is going to be in the description below. And everybody that is Maritza Exarchos, you know, she, she lives in Greece. And if you ever need to reach out to her for voice acting and, uh, you know, want to talk about, you know, something that you're passionate about and travel and everything, that's the way to find her, social media. 
And uh, with that, I hope you enjoyed this episode and uh, enjoyed the experiences that Marissa has shared. And have a wonderful day. Thank you so much, Emmett. It was great.